So that's how I get over my fears now, is I just do the splits and punch them in the nuts. I believe half of that. Guess which part. started happening again lately and it, but it's happened before and it's, it happens for a while and then it'll just kind of drop off but i get these like weird little cuts on my fingers and it's like overnight it's like my fingernails are long enough that i'm cutting myself at night but not like in a dangerous way it's just super annoying it's like as if in my dreams i'm seeing freddy krueger but instead of him like lopping off my arm and me waking up and being like oh god it happened in the nightmare it happened in real life my arm's missing <laughs> it's just like freddy krueger's just seeing me and just like going though eh eh I was like, ah, asshole, stop it. It's like little paper cuts. It's just, ouch, stop. That is the most subdued reaction to Freddy Krueger. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. My Freddy Krueger sucks. Mine, mine is not the cool one that's going to torture you and haunt your dreams and follow you back to the real world. He's just an annoying little turd. <laughs> Shows up in my actual dreams where I'm like, is this my house? It's a lot like my house, but is that my family? That's my family. What's that? Ow! <laughs> Freddy! <laughs> just this little, <laughs> little gremlin man poking you in the finger? <laughs> that that would have been in the butt, probably. <laughs> I was turned around, so he poked me in the butt. That's why I had to turn around and yell at him. But yeah, that's that's the kind of Freddy Krueger I deal with. <laughs> the lame kind. Well, the kind that lives in suburbia. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't bother people in suburbia. He just kind of shows up. Wait, and Wait, what do you mean he doesn't bother people in suburbia? The whole point of Freddy Krueger is he does bother people in suburbia. Where do you think Elm Street is, Jason? That's a very good point, actually. I, To my credit, I have not seen any of those movies because they terrified me as a child. Oh, same thing. I cannot watch Freddy Krueger. I've talked about it on the show how like I was definitely terrified of Freddy Krueger for years. I was scarred uh, watching a, a promo for the movie at, to the point where like I, I couldn't walk through certain fields because like, no, that's the that's the kind of place Freddy Krueger would hang out. Or like there was an actual Elm Street where I grew up and I wouldn't go there. <laughs> no, we can't go to Elm Street, Mom. Go trick-or-treat on Pine. It's better. But uh, then they put Freddy Krueger in Mortal Kombat and I was very into Mortal Kombat at the time. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. This... I might have to give up Mortal Kombat to just not be overwhelmed by Freddy Krueger fear. But uh, turns out, once you rip a man's spine out, you don't fear him anymore. Yeah, that was going to be my point. Is like, did you not just destroy him and murder him over and over and over and get over your fear? Because that's what that that's what that would do for me. Oh, absolutely, I got there, but I, I didn't know that's what would happen. It was it, there was no guarantee that I would be a mature adult and be able to handle my fantasy. Like, that's not a given. I love the idea of you playing Mortal Kombat and just blocking constantly because you're totally, <laughs> totally afraid that Freddy Krueger is going to sneak up on you and, st- <laughs> and steal you in your dreams. It's just like, no, I have to be a big boy. <laughs> your wife's watching you play. This game is disgusting. No, it's not. It's terrifying. What would Johnny do? What would Johnny do? Johnny, what would Johnny do? <laughs> Spun Freddy Krueger in the nuts. So that's how I get over my fears now is I just do the splits and punch him in the nuts. I believe half of that. Guess which part? <laughs> It's not the part about doing splits. <laughs> so you believe I punched the reincarnated souls of child molesters in the junk? Um, I mean, in your dreams, maybe. Which <laughs> well, is where in my he dreams, attacks. I can't do the splits. I think I can do the splits in my dream. Uh, again, I'm going off my own dreams, and my dreams are lame enough that I, even in my dreams, I can't do the cool thing. That uh, not even cool thing, just like the mediocre thing that I should be able to do. <laughs> 
I mean, yes, doing the splits is a strange use of lucid dreaming and like, ah, I have ultimate power. I can fly. I can have my way with any human being. Nope. I'm going to do the splits and punch a monster in the balls. Just turn to Jean-Claude Van Damme in your dreams, walking, making sure things are equal distance apart and then, Let's see. Do the splits. I'm going to dream of washing over here, machine over here and a dryer and... over here for some reason. And... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, that that would be a dream I would enjoy immensely, I feel like. I would wake up with a giant grin on my face ready to greet the day if I just walked around and tried to do the splits on things. <laughs> you said that would be a dream I'd enjoy. I'd wake up with a giant, I did not think grin on your face is where we were going to go with. But I'm glad it was. That's what I do with my dreams. <laughs> oh, man, that was a satisfying steak. Huge boner. <laughs> oh, in this dream, I found the love of my life, and it wasn't my wife for some reason. Huge boner. <laughs> well, okay, so that second one makes sense, and the first one actually That's makes true. sense, given what we know about you and beef. <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's, uh, that's a blow the belt, I think. <laughs> For people who don't listen to all our shows, Jason made sweet, sweet love to an RV sandwich in our wrestling podcast, and you should go check it out. That's not me. That was Vince McMahon. <laughs> it was you as Vince McMahon. If you listen to the recording, I, there's no video. There's no video evidence. So that, that sounds like <laughs> Vince McMahon to me. <laughs> but yeah, that a giant smile. I'd be ready with a giant smile. <laughs> not okay. the case. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm glad you have a giant smile. You should have a giant smile again on your face after you dream dreaming should be something you enjoy it's often not and that's to me that is the the worst part about bad dreams it's not that they're psychologically scarring anymore or that they ruin my my day it's just a, a wasted opportunity it's like watching a bad movie and you're like ah i only get like two hours of free time a week and i spend it watching star troopers three what's wrong with me same thing with the dream. Like, okay, yeah, I I suppose it's okay that I had a dream. I was trying to think of a lame example, and I came up with a, like finding a good steak. Like that, like your boner-inducing dream is one that I would call like, eh, a wasted opportunity. I could do so much more, and I love steak. I love steak, I, and I don't get it very often. But still, if like I lucid dreamed one, I would be upset. Like this is a waste of my power. Why am I not flying? I could fly a steak. You're right. Yes. That steak is is a lame thing to dream about. I'm not going to be mad about it. I'm just going to be disappointed. And I mean, that's <laughs> that's kind of powerful. Well, you're a dad, so that's pretty powerful now. Be disappointed? Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. And steak's like, oh. Neither my six-year-old nor my eight-month-old are under the power of disappointment at this point. They, they, it's, it's anger and punishment are the only ones they really answer to. And this would be the six year old, the eight month old is just gotten to the point where he's screaming obscenities at me, except they all sound like gibberish. Yeah. Just assuming that's what he's actually screaming at. <laughs> well, it is actual gibberish, but I'm in, in his mind, it's uh in-depth defense of his position and four points about why you're wrong, dad. He's smiling while he says it. So at least he's in a good mood about <laughs> debating his position. It's also probably pooping at the moment. <laughs> Good for your son. Good for your son. Now, so like my daughter has become obsessed with dreams as lately, whereas like she always wants to tell us about her dreams, which is fun and cute. And she'll, when she says her prayers before going to bed, she always asks that she'll have good dreams. And that's just, uh, my father has learned about this. And so he always asks her about her dreams and he tries to implant his dreams into her dreams. 
which is kind of weird. Uh, he's like trying to yep, that's weird. her or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, did you dream about a duck? No. Are you sure you didn't dream about a duck? I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> you didn't dream about seeing maybe a giant duck out on the ocean and you wanted to catch that duck? What, what's, what's happening? Is your dad Chris Angel? <laughs> Is he trying to trying to convince your daughter that she saw something she didn't through the power of coercion? No, my dad just thought of the pun Moby Duck and wanted to work it into stuff. And so he's like trying to get it to come up naturally in conversation. So he's like, hey, granddaughter, tell about your dream trying to find a giant white duck so I can make my Moby Duck joke. I love if you pick up your parents from the airport and the entire time home, your dad is just thinking up ways that he can make Moby Duck work. <laughs> It's like I thought up on the plane. It's gold. <laughs> this is gonna be. This is gonna be great. I mean, y- y- you come up with a good pun. You do want to use it, but uh, that that's not that great a one. No, it's not. That's not that great. Uh, it, part of the problem is my son has officially decided that I'm not funny, which is just makes my life miserable because I I I cannot accept that. I'm I am funny, and he needs to deal with that. You're laughing. Like, Jason does this. He silent laughs, so it sounds like I'm not funny. Like, he's as bad as my son. <laughs> I was, that's, that's just my laugh. That, ask any of my friends. That's that's how I laugh. I got it from my dad. That's how he laughs, too. Um, not great for podcasts. I'm just going to say that. Well, I, I'll lean really forward so you can hear that little... <laughs> it'll sound really creepy. It'll sound Freddy Krueger-ish. <laughs> oh, wait. That's Friday the 13th. Sorry. That's, that's not Freddy. Uh, also, someone I've killed uh, in Mortal Kombat. Anyway, keep going. Of course you have. I, it's no. I was, I was laughing because your daughter doesn't want you on the superhero team, and your son doesn't think you're funny, and you're just like losing all of your dad power. Like everything you had is just dwindling. It's like, what do I have left? <laughs> so I, I, I'm gonna have to do an update on the uh, the Flare Fairies story here in a minute. But yeah, so my son just decided that I'm not funny, and then when Grandpa shows around and starts telling jokes, he's like, "You're like Dad. You're not funny, Grandpa." <laughs> <laughs> that's a double burn yeah it was bad and like so we sat him down and like you are not leaving the dinner table until we make you laugh and we took turns telling him dad jokes for a half an hour and my wife and my mother are both staring at us like this is going to scar this child he is going to not enjoy anything this is going to ruin him for life on the concepts of humor and family because his two male role models are just tormenting him because he dared question their humor. But yeah, the whole time he just sat there stone-faced and he's just like staring at us like, not funny. Not funny. Well, to be fair, he's he's like eight now, right? Uh, he's nine now. He was eight at the time. Okay, he's nine. So he might have moved past the point where dad jokes are funny. He may be up for edgier stuff. We are edgy dads. Go watch George Carlin. Give him some of that material and see what he says. That's uh, that, that's your fault. If you're throwing dad jokes at him, hoping he'll crack a smile, that that's on you. First off, he's nine. Nine-year-olds are still into dad jokes. They they haven't developed too much. He hasn't discovered Monty Python. He hasn't discovered stand-up comedy. Like he doesn't. He he hasn't. His his worldview is still entirely controlled by me. So what I say is funny is what's funny, and this is how he's rebelling, and he's just being a petulant turd. <laughs> so so if he learns a joke that's actually funny at school, that one doesn't count because dad didn't tell him. Right. And well, he can run it by me. I can vet it, and I, I can tell him, "Yes, that's funny, son. Go ahead and enjoy that, and pass it on to your friends." 
Yeah, kid humor is 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 tough because there's certain things that hit. That you're just like, I don't know why you're laughing so hard at that, but you are literally peeing your pants. Go to the bathroom, <laughs> or like that's, boom, like that's my, that's my best material. And sorry, no, I can't. I got nothing for you. It's like what tomorrow? If I try it tomorrow, will you laugh? <laughs> That's why I'm glad I have an eight-month-old now, because he thinks everything is the funniest. Oh, babies are so fun to make laugh. They're so easy. Yes. Yes. It's, it, it, that, that's my solution. Every time your child won't laugh, have another one. <laughs> You'll soon be, they'll soon be of the age where they will. Hey, sweetheart, we, we need to talk. Yeah, I'll see if I can make that work. I just, actually, I think someone's coming in to respond to that. <laughs> of course, because you just said, come on in, we need to talk. You said the magic words while no, you're no, podcasting. I, I yep. Go, go away. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I can say that my family's not here. I know. I know when to fake things and when not to. Okay. Well, I've I've learned my lesson. Living large and in charge. <laughs> so uh, related and a throwback to the Flutter Fairy story. So the last couple weeks, I've made an extra effort to, to work less and be more involved in my daughter. We've had a wonderful time. We've drawn pictures. We've watched shows. We've read books. We've bonded. And we were out at the park and we're playing. And she's like, you have new Flutter Fairy powers. And I'm like, oh, I'm not the grass one anymore. It's like, no, you're the one who jokes. You tell the bad guys a joke and they're so confused that I burn them. <laughs> So you've upgraded to lame power to distraction. Hey, grass powers aren't lame. Second, neither is distraction powers. I'm using the power of humor. I'm the bard. I'm the bard. I'm the heart and soul of this team. You No, you missed the part where she said you your jokes suck so much that you're they're just confused. And while they're confused, she burns them alive. Well, because most of my jokes to her do confuse her because she's five. So like she, she knows daddy's telling a joke. And she knows she feels confused. So like, oh, this must be dad's superpower. I can use this. I can work with reality. Bring my father in because now I love him again and, and, and things are back the way they should be. He will distract them with his real life superpower and I will burn them with my real life superpower. And then we will conquer the world. It's also a very dark team up. It's just like, aha, tell a joke. And now while you're confused, <laughs> burned. Well, she's the queen of the flutter fairies. She's got that. She's, uh, she's badass queen of the flutter she fairies. She is. That's Absolutely. A, it's a, that's, that, that's, that's dark. Hey. It's a, <laughs> that's an image comic. That is not DC. That's not Marvel. That's a, it's an image comic right there. She is spawn level. Absolutely. And it's uh, and I need father helps her with his bad jokes. I'm I'm the heart kid. Fire, earth, water, wind, observational humor. <laughs> hey guys, Steve here. Wanted to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Today I Learned Nothing. I hope you enjoy the show half as much as we enjoy creating it. You can follow more of our shenanigans on Twitter. I am at Idahobo, and Jason is at the Jason Ziggler. 